I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Richard Schwartzstein, a professor of medicine and medical education at Harvard Medical School, director of the HMS Academy for Teaching Excellence and Educational Innovation, and associate chief of the Division of Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston. We're discussing three-year MD programs. Dr. Schwartzstein, a few U.S. medical schools have recently created a three-year pathway to the MD degree. What's the primary driver of this move? I think the, the real rationale behind this is for cost with respect to the burden, tuition, and related costs posed for students. We have lots of information on the rising debt with which students graduate medical school and the impact that that has often on their career choices in terms of specialty. So I think one of the big issues here really is just to reduce the amount of tuition ultimately that students pay and the debt they graduate with. In their perspective article on New York University's new three-year program, Abramson et al. argue that medical school should be shortened to compensate for the gradual lengthening of graduate and postgraduate training. So what's caused that lengthening? The lengthening of postgraduate training probably is due primarily to the increased content, medical knowledge, and procedural competencies that are demanded in addition to the duty hours regulations. So we have less time with our trainees to some degree, and yet we feel like we have as much or more to train them. And so that has lengthened to some degree our training. But what we're actually seeing is another trend that I think runs counter to this push for the three-year medical school, which is that the specialties are dealing with this problem in part by limiting the amount of general training that often precedes the specialty training. And this is particularly true in surgical areas. One example, vascular surgery, which now instead of going to do general surgery first for two years and then into a special residency for vascular training, they're now combining things and just having you do vascular surgery right out of medical school. And I think that we're finding our subspecialists in surgery becoming more siloed as a consequence of this sort of response to the issue. And now a three-year medical school may wind up exacerbating some of those problems if that trend continues, where people in an effort to shorten training really wind up narrowing more and more the focus and the experience that they have. Another argument Abramson and colleagues make is that U.S. physicians are now older by the time they're fully trained, and that's partly because they're taking gap years, they're starting medical school later. Are older medical students necessarily better prepared to become physicians more quickly? Well, I do find that some of our older students are chomping at the bit to get out there and practice medicines. I do believe that this is another one of the factors that is encouraging faculty in medical schools to try to shorten the curriculum. The older students are certainly more mature emotionally and may be able to manage time better. So in that sense, perhaps better prepared for medical school. On the other hand, they're often farther out from their pre-medical coursework. And so that might be an issue for them in getting back into the swing of academics. And it's not uncommon for them to have more demands on their time. More often, they're married, may well have children. And so while they may be better at time management, they also have a lot of things that they're juggling. And so the amount of time that they can devote, perhaps, to their studies and to activities in medical school may be, in fact, limited. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. I think they are more mature and they approach their learning with a bit more seriousness than some of the students right out of college, but they also have a lot of demands being placed on them often by the stage of life that they find themselves. The NYU program has admitted what they call highly competitive students to their three-year pathway, students with high undergraduate grade point averages, high MCAT scores. In addition to those criteria, what else do you think should be used to select students who can perhaps complete medical school in three years? 
One of the big challenges of the three-year program is it doesn't allow students to sample all of the aspects of medicine that might be out there. So I think that having students who have very well-informed and well-developed ideas about the type of doctor that they want to be might help mitigate some of the reduced experiences and ability to experiment with different types of medicine before having to choose a residency. So I think that would help. And I think also students who really come in saying, I know I want to be a clinician, and I've had reasons why that is, and I'm very sure about that, are better suited rather than somebody who says, you know, I haven't done that much research. I'd like to give it a try, or I've done some research. I'm not sure whether I want to make that a big part of my career and may need more time to sort out exactly which way they want their career to go. In a perspective article opposing three-year programs, Goldfarb and Morrison note that that sort of sorting out of career options, prospective residency matches, those are necessary parts, even if they're non-educational, of the fourth year of medical school. So what do you think of the current design of the fourth year? Could it be put to better use? I think in that same uh, perspectives piece, they do talk about changing many of the courses that students take in the fourth year, having them be more intensive patient care-focused clerkships with increased responsibility for patients, and I think that really is an important thing to push in our fourth year. I think we need to have students and our educators pay more attention to gaps in student knowledge and using the fourth year to fill those gaps and really to focus on areas of medical content and experience that they're not going to get in their residencies. Too often the students use the fourth year as preparatory for the residency when the reality is perhaps they ought to be spending more of that time doing things that they're not going to do in residency to be a more well-developed, well-formed doctor in a complete sense of understanding the various things that go into disease and treatment. Speaking of residency, NYU is offering students in its three-year program conditional acceptance into one of its own residency programs. So is that just shifting educational responsibility from the medical school to the residency program, or is it something that could really make the three-year model work? I actually like this model quite a bit, and if we were to do something like that at Harvard, I've even played with some ideas with our Department of Medicine about how one might do this sort of continuum of education. And we talk a lot. Educators certainly give a lot of lip service to this notion of the continuum of education, that becoming a doctor is not just about four years of medical school. You can't begin practicing after four years. So we acknowledge right up front that there is a longer period of education and training necessary to produce a doctor. So what this model does is it really allows for a sharing of responsibility for the education of the doctor. And I think if that's done well, where we really focus on competency development, gap analysis, and remediation where where needed, this would really be quite productive and very useful for the student. I think if a three-year program is really going to work for a few select individuals, my sense is that we'll need to have these linkages be quite strong between undergraduate and graduate medical education. I'm a bit less clear about whether transferring to a GME program elsewhere, as is talked about as well in in one of the perspective pieces, one proposed by Abramson and colleagues, whether that's really viable given some of the issues of communication between different sites and also different cultural issues that exist sometimes between one medical center and another one part of the country and another in terms of dealing with educational issues and the practice of medicine. So I like that notion of sharing responsibility. Yes, it does displace it to some degree to the residence director, but if this is integrated well, planned well, again, with a focus on true competency development, gap analysis and remediation, I think that it can work. And can that linkage work for four-year programs as well as three-year? Well, that would be the ideal, right? So it's nothing unique about it for a third-year, three-year program. In fact, we 
ideally should be doing that to a large degree, even with our present students graduating from four-year medical school. One of the big drawbacks we've had has been this fear of what's called forward feeding. Students are very anxious about having information transferred from their prior teachers to a future teacher for fear of creating preconceived notions about their capabilities. And I think these fears really are overblown. And if we're going to focus on helping you get better, then we need to have some idea of what those areas are where you need to improve. So the reality is our our educational system has, I think, been held back by this inordinate fear of forward feeding, which really has prevented us from making those linkages literally from one year to the next often in medical school, let alone going from medical school to a residency program. And I've been on that other side in a residency where we've received students where, shall we say, there were some things about that student that didn't come across in dean's letters and other letters of recommendation. And not that we wouldn't necessarily have taken that student anyway into the program, but we would have been better prepared to help the student had we known some of the areas where they might have been more challenged. You mentioned duty hours. Would limiting medical school to three years squeeze residency programs too much, given the duty hours issue? Well, as we just talked about, it does put more pressure on the residency program. And I like to think about the concept of expertise. I often ask my students in residence, do you want to be an expert someday? And of course, everybody wants to raise their hand. And expertise is generally defined as knowledge plus experience. And we've tended to focus tremendously on the knowledge piece of that in these discussions. Can we squeeze all of the content knowledge into the three years? Do we really make good use of the fourth year anyway in terms of knowledge acquired and how the students are spending their time? But experience is a big piece of that. It's one thing to know how to do something and take care of a patient and so forth. It's another thing to actually do it. And there is a certain experience where you get better at doing a lot of these things that we do in medicine. And I worry about that. The duty hours has already truncated that to some degree at the resident level. And we are challenged by getting enough experiences for our residents, be they procedural or just the number of patients for whom they provide care. And so I do think that this is an issue that will exacerbate a problem that the residencies are already challenged with right now by now sending us students who have even less experience than they had previously. As Goldfarb and Morrison point out, one of the arguments for three-year programs is that we need to produce more primary care physicians more quickly. But past attempts to do that have not always been successful. How do you think a three-year program would help, and what would it need to be to make it happen? The reasons that students avoid primary care, I think, are multiple and complex. Everything from the reimbursement structure and the amount of debt that they have. We talked about that briefly at the beginning to the perception of what primary care doctors do, the nature of their work, the hassles that they have, whether they in fact are comfortable with a wide range of problems and and so forth, or do they just triage patients to specialists. So it's a complex issue. The debt part, sure, that if we alleviate debt, maybe they'll be more likely to choose Uh, primary care, even though it doesn't pay as well, perhaps, as some of the specialties. But I think that the argument, I agree with Goldfarb and Morrison, the argument's a weak one right now because of the complexity of the factors that go into the choices that our students make. I think short of mandating that students enter primary care as a condition of entry into a three-year program, I'm not sure how that the three years in and of itself will necessarily help other than the financial part of this. There is some anecdotal data that students who spend more time in community health centers and those kinds of environments in their training are more likely to practice in those areas. Now, if we had a different curriculum for the three-year programs, perhaps centered on primary care, that might help. But 
I'm not sure that's what anyone's talking about right now. So I'm also a little bit skeptical that other than the financial piece, that this will have a huge impact on primary care as a career option for these students. And does it, in fact, take less education to be a primary care doctor? Well, I think it takes less education only if you expect your primary care doctor to be a triage agent for anything other than the very common and simple problems. But with our desire to reduce emergency department visits, reduce readmissions to the hospital, enhance value-added care, which includes not doing unnecessary testing, I actually think it requires more education, not less. I think it's a hard job to be a primary care physician in this new healthcare environment that we are entering. And so, again, it gets back to this notion of how perhaps making better use of the fourth year and things like that may become even more important if we really want to put out highly functional primary care physicians. From the patient's perspective, what, if anything, do you think will be lost in a physician who spends only three years in medical school? Well, that fourth year of medical school, if it's designed properly for or by the student, I think enhances the breadth of knowledge and experience of a student. And I think that's what patients may miss. And I'll just give you an example from reflecting back on my own medical school career. In my fourth year, I knew that I wanted to go into internal medicine. And ultimately, I didn't know at that time pulmonary medicine, but, but internal medicine was clear in my mind. And so in my fourth year, I spent time doing cardiac surgery, sports medicine, ophthalmology, and dermatology even though I knew I wasn't going into those specialties. But I felt like this might be the last time I'd really be able to learn and experience and get some work in these areas. And in fact, each of those things enhanced my physical exam skills, made me more comfortable examining eyes and joints and doing minor surgical types of procedures and things like that. And that has made me a much better internist and has made me able to relate to my patients better when they're having problems in some of these other areas. And I think that's what we're gonna miss. I'm afraid that we may become more siloed as physicians within our specialties, which has already been somewhat of a problem for us, I think in the last 20 or 30 years as medicine has evolved. And I do worry to some degree that the loss of that fourth year, again, assuming we could use it better than we do now, would wind up with graduates who in fact are more narrow in their focus, less comfortable dealing with something outside of their specialty training. Thank you, Dr. Schwartzstein.